The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Today, I am here to radiate determination with Catherine Andres of longtime friend and um, absolute powerhouse when it comes to the metaphysical. Catherine is a teacher, author, and public speaker. She's been teaching self-development techniques and helping individuals discover their passion and purpose in life for over 20 years. Her books include Soul Choices, two versions of that, two two, um, editions of that, Um, The Dream Doctor, Dream symbol, uh, dream symbols revealed in the big desire. Actually, it's dream doctor, dream symbols revealed in the big desire. Catherine's the co-founder of the Intuitive School, which offers a variety of metaphysical classes and readings. She and her husband, Patrick, are the hosts of Spirit's Journey Radio, where they offer spiritual solutions for everyday living. So, Catherine, you do astrology, numerology, predictions, past life readings, so many different things. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having the time to talk to me. Thanks, Christy. I'm glad to be here. Yay. I know it completely screwed up all of your book titles. You've got so many. People will find them. All I have to do is Google my name, so you're fine. Catherine Andres. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's so funny because I'm, I'm just in awe of your writing because you are uh, published through Ozark Mountain Publishing, which is, if people know me at all, they know I'm a huge Loris Fannin can, <laughs> the Loris Cannon fan, and she uh, founded Ozark Mountain Publishing, and yeah, and I believe you met Dolores. Well, I did. It's so funny. I originally self-published my first book, The Soul Choices Book. Did you? And, um, yeah, I had sent it out to tons of publishers, got rejections. I had not sent it to Dolores. I didn't know about her then. Uh, so I self-published. And I, over a period of a couple of years, I think it was two or three, I sold about a thousand copies on my own. And then one day a friend said, oh, have you heard of Ozark Mountain Publishing? You should send your book there. I thought, oh, I've never heard of them. What the heck? I will. And within like a month, I got a call back saying, we want to publish your book. And um, so, yeah. And so I had been invited to a couple of the, um, what they call transformation conferences where their authors come speak. And so I had the privilege several times of meeting Dolores, who I was so amazed at because she's done so many amazing things, yet she was humble and down to earth and just the most friendly, uh, practical person, you know, despite the fact that, you know, she's interviewed people on UFOs and done all this work, you would never know it meeting her. You're like, oh, what a, what a lovely down to earth, just extremely helpful. What amazed me about her was, you know, rather than always just wanting to glorify herself, she was so wanting to support and help uh, all the new authors. It was just so amazing to see that. That is wonderful. I know she started her publishing company because she had written Five Lives Remembered and couldn't get anybody to touch it. And so she said, well, to heck with that. I'm going to start my own publishing company. And the rest is history, as they say. So, I mean, I have to say, Catherine, selling a thousand copies of your first book on your own, that's really not shabby. That's pretty good. 
but I know that having that publishing company behind you just made it launch even better, even better and even faster. So Soul Choices being your first book. Um, can, and, and I noticed just looking at the list of books that you've written, um, you know, how to find your soul path, your soul choice, your, your um, you know, how to find fulfilling relationships, all this, you know, and the big desire. And I've seen that book and I know that it's kind of a workbook to how to find your soul purpose. So what is it about soul purpose? Why, why finding your life purpose? What, what is it that sparks you about that? Well, you know, I figure through my experience, that's the most, that's the reason why we're here really, you know, it's, <laughs> it it's, is. it's not to you know, get married and have kids and all those things are great along the path. But the real thing is, you know, we're here to complete a mission that, that we set out for. So I can't think of any greater subject to delve into than this idea of life purpose. And I had looked at traditional routes to get the answers and just wasn't getting them. You know, they were usually really narrowly focused, just go visit a career counselor. And it didn't give me answers. So I visited an astrologer and was completely astounded by the information that came through that rang so true about what I was here to do. And so I decided I got to study this to figure out how this astrologer knew all this about me and what I was here to do. So I studied that path. And then a period of about 10 years, I went into the, all the other paths, the numerology, the palmistry, the iris analysis. I didn't want to leave any stone unturned. And, and the past lives was a huge part. I know you do a lot of past life work and it's so key to understanding our past and how we got to the place where we are today. So I feel that if everybody knows their purpose, this world would be a different place. We wouldn't be going here and there and being unfulfilled. We'd all be on target. We'd be happy and the world would be such a great place. I totally agree. And you have studied so many different ways to approach life purpose and life path. I mean, let's see if I can name them all. Astrology, numerology, past lives. What else? Uh, So there's palmistry, family birth order. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the, the reason I studied so many of them was because each time I uncovered a new path, it would show me a different part of myself. A lot of times it would validate the information that I received from the other path, which was really validating. It's like, oh, if I'm seeing this in more than one place, it has to be true. And then sometimes a different part of myself would appear. So, um, you know, i am got five planets in Virgo, so I can be overly obsessive <laughs> and delving into things. And so I said, hey, you know, we got to do all six to get the full picture. Right, right. And so how are these paths similar? How are they different? Well, they're similar in that they're really all tools for greater self-awareness, for greater understanding of selves. Right. So, for example, one path uses the eyes. Mm-hmm. Another path uses the planets. But we're getting to the same root about what are our talents, what are our challenges, what is the purpose. So that's how they're all similar is they're just tools for self-awareness. They're different in the way that they go about doing that. Um, you know, like I said, uh, astrology is going to rely on the planets. The iris analysis is going to rely on the patterns in our eyes. Um, so it's just different means to the same end, but they also are all similar in that they rely on energy. So we're looking at energetic influences. You know, the planets uh, have strong enough power, the moon, to change the tides of the ocean. Um, every time somebody says your name from a numerological standpoint, it's a vibration that explains something about you. Um, our past lives is energy vibrating within us at all times so they all and that's why some people say oh i don't believe in that because it's energy i can't see the number eight in my name or you know this and that so if we're relying on energy um it's really powerful because it's limitless potential Mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah i teach my sunday school kids about you know how let's let's rub our hands together really fast and we pull our hands apart and just feel that energy that goes through our body. No, you cannot measure it, but you can, you can definitely feel it. It's already there. Yeah, so, so all these different life paths, I kind of think of it like there's Myers-Briggs, there's Enneagram, there's, I don't know, so many different personality tests that teach you about yourself. This is just the same thing, but on a different scale in a way. You know, exactly. all the tools for self-learning. 
Yeah, these tools I feel are more um, intuitive based. Mm-hmm. You know, astrology has been around for forever. Um, and, you know, we say that the planets are God's timing, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel these are really deeply rooted. The others are valid too. And you, you can learn a lot about yourself as well. Yeah, through any of them, right? Exactly. But I just, I think the common denominator, common denominator is just knowing the self and how powerful that is. Right. I mean, the masters have said that since the beginning of time, know thyself. And that really is the key to everything in life, whether we're talking about better relationships, better health, a satisfying career, more money, whatever it is, knowing yourself is the first step. It is, isn't it? And so you have so many different ways to help people find themselves and find their way there. Um, how, do you, how do you just sit down and approach this with a client? How do you help them find their life purpose? Is there a certain tech, one of the paths you go to immediately or do, how do you approach that? So there's really two ways people can go. Those, there's students who love to learn. And so I, I say, let's go to the online class or the live class. I do the Discovery Life Purpose class around the Casey area and other states as well. Or for those who cannot make it to a class, they can do it online. And those are the people that want to figure it out for themselves with a little bit of guidance. And then there's the other people that say, just do it for me. <laughs> and so that's where... We will sit down and we will do readings and I will do each one of the paths for them. In other words, I'll say, okay, we're going to start with whatever path they feel drawn to first. And I have to say that the majority of people um, like to start out with astrology. And I think it's because it's one of the more known of the six paths that people are familiar with or have at least heard of astrology. Right. Um, So I will sit down and do their complete chart and do the reading for them. And then let them digest that material. And then a week later or so, or whenever they're ready, we go to the next path. So those are the two ways that that they can do it. Classes, individual, or a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I've done a bit of, not for myself, but I've received uh, astrological consultations. And it's a powerful tool. You can find out a lot of information. A lot of information that way, even past lives. Yes. I mean, I've been studying astrology for 20 years and I'm still a student of astrology. And I think any astrologer will tell you the same thing, that it's it's a never ending story. Uh, You can go deeper and deeper with yourself and with others. And I think that's why it's such a, such a meaty path in terms Mm -hmm. of what you can get from it. Why it's been around for so long, right? There's gotta be something to it. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, another aspect of, um, of the self that plays into this is relationships. How do you find that relationships relate to your life purpose? So relationships um, are one of the key triggers for us to learn lessons, right? We know those annoying people or whatever you want to call it. We'll push our buttons. We'll bring to the surface things about ourselves we need to look at. So relationships are important because, number one, they trigger our lessons, and learning lessons is a part of our life purpose. And second, um, relationships offer us a place to give and share our gifts and talents. Imagine the work that you do, if you had no relationship with anybody, you wouldn't be able to give it to, whether it's a client relationship, a, a friendship. So other people allow us to share our gifts and talents. So those are two of the reasons why relationships are such a huge part of the path. And there's two ways to go with it. Um, people that don't delve into this stuff and don't understand the relationships. The relationship becomes a distraction as opposed to something that propels us along the path. So for example, you have a difficult relationship, somebody betrays you or something, and then you don't understand why you don't want to delve into it. And so you hold on to this anger and resentment and it sucks your energy, pulls you off on this other path and you get stuck. Mm. Now, on the other hand, If you use that trigger, that, you know, upsetting event of the relationship to learn something about yourself, then it's a gift and you've, you move further along the path. You don't get stuck and it's like, wow, I learned a ton. That was a valuable part of my life. And then you go on to the next one. So there's two ways to use the relationships. That's great. So the relationship is kind of the medium that you're working in. (laughs) 
like a sculpture exactly. with clay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I've never met anybody who has not had a relationship that's left them like, you know, Oh my gosh, what was that about? Including myself relationship. Um, relationships were a big part of my path. And actually one of them um, was the stimulus for me to write the second soul choices book in the series. Soul choices, six paths to fulfilling relationships because I had such a tumultuous relationship with somebody. It, it, I was like, I got to learn what's going on. And so I delved into books and self-analysis and opened up a whole realm about relationships and myself that I didn't know. So it was highly valuable. Oh, I love that you got something positive out of that and oh, yeah. to make that connection. Yeah, I think that is fascinating. And I, I totally see now what you mean about relationships being, um, you know, kind of like the, the indicators of how we're fulfilling our life path. I think that is important, you know. Um, you know, and something with that too, that there are time cycles. I think that kind of plays into astrology as well. And I know time cycles are part of your work, a part of what you teach about. Can, what, what can you tell me about that? Like how, is, uh, how does that figure into the, the whole uh, life purpose? Sure, sure. Well, you know, so many people want things to happen in their time frame. And, you know, when they don't happen, people get discouraged. They think they're doing something wrong and, and they can use that as a distraction to say, oh, this isn't working. I'm not on my life path if something isn't manifesting. So I feel that people really need to understand that everybody's life is unfolding at different times in different ways. We all have a seed that we start with. We're the seed and within that is our blueprint for the unfoldment of our life. You know, we're all going to mature into this beautiful oak tree or uh, maple tree or whatever we're going to evolve into at different times. So you have some people that reach success and become famous at age 16. You have some people that achieve success at age 50. You have some people that get married at 19. You have others that get married at 40. Why are there such different times? Well, we've all planned this out. And so we need to understand these cycles so that we don't get discouraged when things aren't happening when we want them to. Um, we need to understand these cycles so that we know when to take action and when to sit back and say, right now is not the time to start a new business or right now is not the time to force this relationship because so many people um, do kind of um, screw up in a sense uh, their life by trying to force things. Um, or by not forcing things and sitting back on a couch. Okay, so there could be this amazing astrological opportunity that comes by somebody's way. But if they're not aware of it, yes, they can blow it. In other words, the opportunity passes by and they kind of miss the boat. It doesn't mean that there's never going to be an opportunity that comes again. Um, but for that time being, yeah, they kind of missed it. Um, or... You know, somebody tries to force something when it's not the time, like they get married too young. Maybe it's the right person, but the wrong time. And then, you know, the relationships ends kind of bad. If they had waited, it could have turned out differently. So I think time cycles are so important uh, for people to understand. And it, it really gives us hope, you know, because I always say, look, if you're in a bad funk, it's only a cycle. It's going to end eventually and you're going to be on a high later. And again, when somebody's having a high time, that's the time where, you know what, give to other people, share your wealth, because you're going to be in a down cycle, and then you're going to need somebody to help you. And, you know, I, I look at it, it's like a spiritual bank account. If you've been giving to others when you've been on a high cycle, when you're in your down cycle, somebody's going to come and help you out. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is true. Now, is this uh, astrology time cycles? Is this an astrological thing with the planets or is there something else at play with the time cycles? So for time cycles, we, I use two tools. I use the tools of astrology and numerology. Okay. Mm -hmm. So both of those together, um, teach us what cycles we're in and how to work with them. Mm -hmm. And so currently I am teaching because it's the new year, yeah. uh, future predictions, 2020, People can see that course online or in person. Really? So how do you teach that? So um, people will get an astrology chart in the class and we map out uh, the transiting planets and where they're affecting each person's chart. 
Um, and we, I teach them how to calculate their numbers for 2020. We do yearly, monthly, and daily numbers, um, which, are, which the, the daily numbers are great for people who have their own business and they want to plan a speaking event or a class and they want to know, when do I do it? You know, do I just shoot a dart and pick any date? No, you know, you're going to use, uh, hopefully, if you have the choice, you know, the best days possible. So it's a super fun class. Um, and if people, uh, I offer KC area, uh, Unity Temple on the Plaza uh, in uh, January 18th and February 1st out in Baldwin City or online. People can do self-study. Oh, I think that's wonderful. That sounds like a great tool for, you know, in the new year to plan out the year. That's a wonderful tool. Um, so they need to sign up for that and then um, they'll have, they'll be empowered to do some of that work themselves too. This is wonderful. Yep. Now, speaking of 2020, I know that you've been working on some predictions for 2020. Yes. Yeah. What do you think is coming up in our stars, in our skies, on our world? Yeah. So we're actually starting off the month pretty intensely here, beginning on uh, January 10th. So this is timely that we're doing this interview now. Um, so January 10th, 11th, and 12th is like superpower three days. Uh, we start out with an eclipse, a lunar eclipse on the 10th in Cancer. And um, a lunar eclipse signals endings or completions of things. And so um, because it's in the sign of cancer, uh, the first thing we can do with this is look at, you know, family events uh, with parents, with siblings, with our home, uh, our family foundation, and, and see what, what do we need to close up or finish up or complete with any family members. Um, it's also about nurturing. You know, cancer's that nurturing energy. So we can look at um, where do we need to, to nurture? Um, where do we need to rest ourselves? And focusing on women's issues. That, that's a big thing that this eclipse is bringing to our attention. Mm -hmm. um, you know, female energy, the, the divine um, receptive energy. So, so that's the, uh, a big eclipse coming up on the 10th. And um, again, to know specifically how that relates to you, you want to look at on your astrology chart, where does cancer fall on your chart? That will kind of show you where this eclipse may be affecting you. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the next day, the 11th, uh, we have the planet Uranus going direct. Now, it went retrograde in August. So, when a planet goes retrograde, it kind of goes into hiding, so to speak. The mm -hmm. planet slows down and there's less activity. And the planet Uranus is all about rebellion, freedom, the urge to be ourselves. And so since August, if, you, if anybody has felt stuck in a particular part of their life, particularly where Taurus is mm -hmm. on the chart, you will probably find that on the 11th, all of a sudden the energy is freed up. Mm -hmm. um, and so people will feel this urge, like, I want to be free. So any circumstances that have been inhibiting you or limiting you, restricting you, you will probably find a release, a way out, okay? It's a time to take action on your unique abilities. So get out in the world with whatever you have to shine. You know, if people have their own businesses and they've felt, oh, things aren't happening. I bet on the 11th and afterwards, you will find that your, the energy in your business starts moving again, especially wherever you're unique. This is where you want to bring that out. Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. 
Um, in terms of the world's energy, uh, this can mean rebellion, right? People protesting, people wanting their freedom, people um, pushing against, you know, government censorship, technology censorship, all those kinds of things. There's, there's going to be a very strong pushback. Oh, we where have been limited. Yeah, we've had a lot of that in 2019 as well. We have. I mean, people still have been, you know, it's been going on, but I feel like it's going to even be more of a bigger outburst um, after the 11th. Um, and then the biggie is on the 12th. So we have two planets, uh, Saturn and Pluto. They're both in the sign of Capricorn. And they are going to touch each other. In other words, that's called a conjunction on January 12th. So um, this is going to be, the question is what needs to die in order for something new to be planted? Wow. Pluto is the planet of uh, destruction and rebirth, death and rebirth. And so we're going to be looking at the structures, uh, governments, schools, health, all the structures in the world, banks, financial institutions. Um, and uh, when these two planets come together, it's like, whoa. Uh, the structures in the world um, that need to be changed. And so, of course, Pluto represents power. So at the same time, we're going to be seeing those in power in these institutions, whether it's governmental or whatever, wanting to hold on and gain more power. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> at the same time, there is the urge to break down those structures that are no longer working. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cataclysmic here, um, and it will be challenging. I, I think there's going to be many challenges, mm -hmm. um, and it's a, it's a long period. You know, we're going to be feeling the effects of these, not just for one day, but for many months to come. The eclipse that I spoke of on January 10th, we will most likely be feeling the effects of that for the next six months. Okay, yeah. so the, the, the events will be, be coming. Uh, power, how people deal with power, um, how to build something so that it's better and stronger. That's what people are going to be focusing on with this conjunction. Um, exposure of corruption. Okay, well, obviously we see it every day, but there's going to be more. More opportunity for people um, to, people's integrity is going to be tested, right? Big time this coming year, mm -hmm. um, which is good, right? Good. Skeletons coming out of the closet, truth being revealed. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, um, with this uh, lunar eclipse, it's going to be opposing. So the moon will be opposing Mercury. Now, Mercury is all about communication. So we're going to be having propaganda thrown at us more and more. Wow. And so the, the difficulty that all of us have is deciphering what is truth versus what is the propaganda. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the whole problem rocking the world today. You know, we used to think of propaganda just in communist countries, right? Oh, but here in the free world, you know, we are being bombarded with propaganda. And the big thing is, well, who to believe and what to believe. And mm -hmm. so this eclipse is kind of bringing that to light because you know, the propaganda is going to be coming more and more. And who's it coming from? Where is it coming from? Right. That's the big issue. Oh, my gosh. And so that's from an astrological standpoint. Mm -hmm. Now, um, we had talked earlier, I was um, seeing, you know, I was making also some predictions for 2020, was seeing uh, cosmic disclosure around May, June. What are the um, what are the astrological implications of that? Does that look feasible for that time frame? Well, um, I haven't looked specifically at the months of May and June. Um, there are eclipses beginning. Uh, I believe there's an eclipse on, actually, I can check. Um, but nothing really in May, but there is an eclipse on June 5th, a lunar eclipse. Um, as well as a solar eclipse on June 21st. Oh. So two, two eclipses in June. So I think that would be highly likely mm -hmm. um, in terms of more revelations, more activity. You know, eclipses are triggers. They trigger beginnings and endings, big news. Um, mm -hmm. And they shake up our charts at different 
for different people at different times, depending if that eclipse is near one of your planetary degrees. So I think June will be big as opposed to May. Right. Okay. Fantastic. And then, so that's kind of astrologically speaking. What about numerology? Does it, does the forecast look a bit different on 2020 with numerology? It does. Interestingly enough, we are coming into a year four. Uh, we're coming off a of year three, which was all about communication, self-expression, um, a lot of social events, just a lot of communication, emails, technology, everything. Right. And so four is a number of stability. And it's a number of building. So, for example, real estate, buying and selling of real estate, construction of new houses, um, all those are number fours people wanting to start businesses or people who have recently started business and are building up wonderful year to do that. So it's a year of keeping your nose to the grindstone and a lot of hard work and stabilizing. It's like a year of getting our ducks in a row. So, you know, does that mean governments are going to balance their budget? Ha, we'll see about that. But individually, um, you know, we can do that. Um, it's about being responsible doing what needs to be done. It's a number of practicality. So getting beyond all the huff and fluff and getting down to the real practical means. And it's an earth number. And so the only thing that it does have in common with the astrology for the year is that we have currently five planets and earth signs. And so that, that is practical. That is, those are building, you know, the earth signs are built. And so four has to do along with the earth signs with the earth. And so we know it's a big focus with people talking about pollution and climate change. We know the earth is in need of care. And so I think that um, there will be a lot of focus on new technologies, perhaps for growing food without pesticides, um, new ways to store food, um, new ways to use the land uh, efficiently you know, whether that's biodynamic farming, whether that's um, hydroponics, uh, there's all kinds of things that people have been doing. And I think more and more that's going to get out. Uh, the rise in organic farming, perhaps. But on the flip side, it can also mean more GMOs, right? Because that is genetically modified. So hopefully not. But uh, depending on which way you know it goes, the scientists could delve into that more. So that's something that we have to keep in check. And of course, there's you know lots of groups and organizations pushing against that. So we will see. But those are things to keep our eyes out for. More communication about that, so we can educate ourselves. I think that's important. Definitely. All of the things you're talking about, the predictions, life path, helping people. I see how it truly, truly helps people. Everything you do. But why, why this field? How did you get into this, Catherine? How did, I mean, it's like, I don't know. What, was there a precipitating event that led you to do this type of work? I guess all my past lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but this lifetime, so I was lucky enough to choose um, parents who were not religious at all. So I didn't have any religious training growing up. So I was in my early teens, like 13. And, you know, my dad had really talked down about religion and stuff. And so I thought, well, if religion doesn't have the answer, there must be something else out there. And so I just took it on myself to go to the library. I, I was a good student. I loved to read and immediately was drawn to a book by Ruth Montgomery. I don't remember the title, um, which led me into Edgar Cayce, uh, studying past lives, um, the occult, metaphysics, whatever you want to call it. So I was basically hooked from the age of 13. I would read all these books in secret, um, started seeing uh, healers. I got into transcendental meditation. And that was, that was really it. Then I just found my people or my tribe, as people would say, um, through different groups and organizations. And the more I learned, the more I knew that I was on the right path. I know that uh, Shirley MacLaine was a big motivator. I read her book, Out on a Limb. Right. And I was just in tears as I read that book. Um, and, you know, the traditional routes just did not ring a bell for me. 
So there was not like a real, you know, big wake up call. It was just, you know, this, this great family that I chose, I know on purpose that allowed me the freedom to go down this path. I think that's wonderful. It's wonderful. And now you've also got a degree in education. I, I did. So, you know, I, I always loved this idea of teaching. And so, you know, I thought, well, okay, I'll be a teacher. That was the only route available. Um, and so I did become a teacher. And, you know, after two or three years doing it, all I could think of was, well, I love teaching kids, but I don't want to be teaching two plus two equals four and, you know, grammar. I wanted to be teaching metaphysics, you know, but of course there were no schools at that time to, to really do it. So, you know, I, I stuck with the education and would get frustrated, like, oh, you know, making them sit in these desks, learning all this stuff, but not the real stuff they need to be learning, like why they're here in their life purpose. Um, so my husband and I eventually formed Intuitive School, which was a place to teach both adults and kids uh, metaphysics. And so we've done several kids programs throughout the years and uh, lots and lots of adult programs. I figure if we can teach it to the adults, maybe they'll teach it to their kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our dream one day is to have curriculum about this that will be in elementary schools throughout the world. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm familiar with your kids' programs. They're really top-notch. Now, um, this intuitive school, is it an online school? It is. Uh, we, we did have a physical classroom in, in the Chicago area years ago, and, um, but the brick and mortar has gone. And so now we mainly do online, and we love to visit other healing centers, um, places of uh, spiritual focus to offer the classes, but intuitiveschool.com has mainly uh, readings and classes online. Oh, that is wonderful. And I know we talked about you've got some upcoming physical classes um, here in the Kansas City area. Can you run through those again? Sure. So the Future Predictions 2020 is the focus right now. So I'll be teaching that at Unity Temple on the Plaza on Saturday, the 18th of January. February 1st, I will be teaching that same class at a place called the Light Center which is out in Baldwin City. It's near Lawrence. It's an awesome place out in nature if people have never been. It's a trek out there, but it is well worth it. And for Um, anybody listening uh, outside of the Kansas City area, these are all in the Kansas City area. Yeah, Kansas City. Um, And then the class right now is available online, self-study. It is. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Do you have any... Mm -hmm. Yes, and also I will be teaching a vision visioning class 2020 at Unity Temple on the Plaza. That is February 22nd, mm-hmm. and we're going to look at the, we talked about this, the idea of timing, understanding time cycles, and combining that with visioning and uh, focus on law of attraction. Wow, visioning, is that like vision board or is it something different? It, it is. Um, it's vision board, but it's more than that. It's using the time cycles and the metaphysics to create what we want in our life. So, yes. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I love it. I love it. And so where can people find out about those classes? Um, they can check out the Unity Temple on the Plaza website or intuitiveschool.com. I love it. Yeah, you've got some really great stuff coming up. Um, and do you have any new books in the works in the pipeline? Well, so funny you asked. I do, Christy. This this one's been a work in progress, but this is the book on timing uh, because mm-hmm. I feel, you know, for people to understand the time cycles, it's so important. And so I hope it's going to be finished up here in the next several months. And so check out Ozark Mountain Publishing for a release date. Oh, wow. Okay. Now you've, yeah. So Ozark Mountain Publishing, as we discussed, is your publisher. Is your book available any places, any other places like Amazon or Barnes and Noble? Yep. Uh, they can check Amazon. And if you, if it's not a Barnes and Noble, they order in books. So all you gotta do is give them the title and they'll be glad to order it in. You know, um, a couple of the books we have not touched on are the dream books about dreams. Sure. How did you get launched into that? And why do you think that that's an interesting topic to study alongside astrology, numerology, some of the more predictive things? Well, so by the age of 60, we've probably slept about two thirds of our life. (laughs) So understanding what goes on during that sleep time is Mm -hmm. important. And dreams are messages from our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And they accurately reveal our thoughts and attitudes 
every day of our life. So I always tell people a dream not interpreted is like a letter not opened. If you got a letter in the mail, would you not open it? Maybe if it was a bill, you might not, right? But a letter in the mail, you're going to want to open to see what it is. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. And so dreams are a huge part of our life. And it's a free teacher every night revealing the truth about your thoughts and attitudes. So dreams can show us um, so much about ourselves, um, about our health. Um, they can show us things going on with the body before symptoms actually manifest so that we can make a course correction. Um, some people actually also have prophetic dreams mm -hmm. uh, where they can see future events, mm -hmm. which is, of course, highly valuable information. Um, but most of the of us have, you know, the symbolic dreams. And so if we're on the right path, if we're working in harmony with ourselves, we can see all that through the dreams. So we, my husband and I co-authored the Naked and Public Dream Symbols Revealed book. Yeah. And um, it takes people through a lot of the main dreams, like the high school dream, the naked and public dream, you know, the sex dreams, all of that. Mm -hmm. It has a glossary in the back so that people can learn to interpret their dreams on their own. And it's fun, you know, everybody, you know, I get, I get excited when I have a cool dream and I want to figure out what it means. Um, so it, it's great for kids as well as adults because so many parents say, oh my gosh, my child's having nightmares. They're having night terrors waking up. What do I do? So it's a real problem for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so this book can help them understand how to deal and understand with the dreams. And, and the biggest thing of all newsflash is that dreams are not literal. So some people freak out that, oh my gosh, I had this dream about somebody being murdered. Is it going to happen? Am I going to get a car accident? And so, no, dreams are not literal unless, you know, you're one of that few percentage of people that have what we call the prophetic dreams. Most dreams are symbolic, and so they're not literal. And so you got to make sense of what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Or dreams of, uh, oh, my gosh, I dreamt I would, had sex with my boss. Does that mean that I'm really attracted to him and I just don't realize it? Or, like, he repulses me. Why would I dream about him in that way? Exactly. And people dreams are great because they reveal parts of yourself. So when you dream of somebody, you're going to look at the first two words that you associate with that person. And those were the qualities that you were expressing the previous day. So even if it's somebody you don't like, it's like, well, it doesn't mean you do it all the time, but in some way that previous day you were, um, exhibiting those qualities. Oh, now that's interesting. Yeah, that opens up such another, such another field. I mean, there's all of the kind of the nuts and bolts stuff you do with astrology, with numerology, with palmistry even, but then there's the whole other side of, of dreams. It's completely different. It's like, oh my God, we could spend a whole week on that. Um, right. But then it just reminded me of palmistry too. Palmistry. That, that, that's a fascinating subject because, you know, how is our destiny or our interest like in the palm of our hand? Right. And, and I think it's one of the most least understood of the paths because we have so much stereotypes around palmistry. You know, we see these images of the gypsy in the dark room with the crystal ball looking at somebody's hand and we think, oh, you know, that's just phony. Um, but it's, it's a real deep science. And we can look at several aspects of the hand. We can look at the hand shape. We can look at the fingerprint patterns as well as the lines. Right. And I like to use palmistry more for understanding the core of who we are as opposed to, you know, you're going to get married in six months type of thing. Um, yeah. That's and so it's just good to really understand the core of who you are. And um, so much of, well, what's fascinating is the, fingerprint patterns and the lines in the hand are actually formed in the womb. That's my point is that, mm -hmm. you know, really our destiny is written in our hands before we're even born. I think that's just fascinating. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. and so we see, you know, this mission that we came here to fulfill was already mapped out before we physically came into this world. Yeah. And so with astrology, I mean, again, you can't change your planet. So in a way that you're, you know, but we do cho choose the moment that we're born. 
Um, I actually was working with the hypnosis client today that I think she subconsciously uh, chose where she was going to be born because uh, her father was in some sort of like six weeks training program out of town, out of state, and the mother decided to join him, even though she was due any time. I feel like the, the child may have influenced that somehow. But other than that, uh, you know, everything else is kind of mapped out before we're born. However, with astrology, we can look at our chart and say, okay, here's where I want to deviate. This is what I want to focus on. We can still make that. But your hand is pretty static. Can we deviate from what is on our palm or on our fingerprint? So we have free will. And that is one of the greatest tools that we have. So a lot of times when people do this work, they feel like they're being put into a box. Like, oh, I learned I'm a fire palm, so I'm supposed to be this, this, and this. Or I'm a Capricorn, so I'm supposed to be responsible. And what I say is, we, I describe the energetic influences. Mm-hmm. And each person has the ability to express that energy as they see fit. So we could have many people in the room, and they all have fire palms, but they all express it a little bit differently. So it's not that you are forced into a box. It's rather like, here's the tool, but how are you going to use the tool is up to you. So we, you can find minor changes in the palm over time, depending on how the person is using their influences. Interesting. That is very interesting. You can have like downward branches coming off a line, you know, slight changes. And then the other interesting thing that will happen, if I'm looking at somebody's fingerprints, some of them are crystal clear. Other times it's blurry, fuzzy. I can't make out the fingerprint pattern. And that means one of two things. One, that the person is in a transition. Interesting. Or, Or number two, that they are not following their pattern. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's really interesting. And it doesn't matter what age the person is. Oh, that is interesting. Very, very interesting. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so many possibilities for discovery, self-knowledge, discovering our past. So it's, this, it's all out there. I mean, I just kind of look around at some of the people who are still asleep and have no idea of who they are and what they're doing here. And I think, oh my gosh, I really hope you wake up because there's so, <laughs> this information is vast and it's right there for us. Oh, I know. I don't think we have been in a time period greater than now in terms of being able to um, access this information. You know, we, can, we do many past life readings and I'm sure you encounter this in your work as well, where somebody was born in a time period where only secret societies Uh, had the information. And if you weren't born into a family that was associated with that secret society, you didn't get the the information. Or maybe somebody was a female in a particular country where they didn't have access to education. They were basically expected to stay home and have kids. Um, But now that we've moved especially into the Aquarian age, what a great time to be here on the earth. You know, we can look at all the negative things happening in the world, you know, the wars, the, you know, all the problems. We don't need to go there. And on the other hand, we can get out and say, wow, this is the age of Aquarius. I chose to be born during this radical time where I have access to all this spiritual knowledge, all these teachers. And I always say, you know, if, if we don't use the opportunities before us, next lifetime, you know, we may find that we don't have these opportunities. So it's so important, like you say, for people to wake up and use what is available right now. I agree. I agree. And you know, that reminds me of, um, you know, your past life readings, you do those and, but you do them in such a different way than many other people do. Can you explain just a little bit about how you do the past life readings? Sure. So we do what's called the, the Edgar Casey style. So if anybody was familiar with him, um, he was able to completely go into a trance like state. In other words, his conscious mind was completely removed. And from that subconscious aspect, he could do the reading because the subconscious mind has no barriers. And so it can see into the past, into the Akashic records. And so I work in a team with my husband. We work in a team of two. He is the reader or the conductor and I'm the reader. And so he puts me under 
So I don't have to worry about interacting with the client, asking mm -hmm. questions, no. So my conscious mind can completely go to sleep. My husband Patrick will lead the reading. He is the one that interfaces with the client, asks the question, so I respond only to him. So it allows that conscious mind to be completely removed, all the filters, the prejudices that I have in my mind that right. don't get through and interfere with the reading. So it makes for what we feel is a much clearer, uh, purer reading and um, able to go deeper. Oh, that is wonderful. Of course, Edgar Case, if there are people who don't know who that was, um, was called the sleeping prophet. He would literally be in such a deep trance, he was asleep. And he was operating in the 1920s, I believe. Mm -hmm. There were many, many books that were written of his prophecies and his channelings, basically his channelings. So, yeah, so this channeled information, and it is really fascinating to watch you and Patrick work in this way. And you can do this for people uh, around the world, as well as numerology and astrology. Right. That's the great thing. Um, we use the name of the person only to locate them. So I described to somebody, it's like a radio station, right? Who mm -hmm. knows where they're broadcasting from, but I can get that station if I know what to tune to, right? 98.5 or whatever. Right. So likewise, the radio that we tune into is based on the requester's name. Mm -hmm. And that name allows us to access their information so they can be anywhere in the world. Oh, that is so cool. And so if anybody wanted to schedule a reading or an astrology consultation, numerology consultation. They would do so at intuitiveschool.com. That's right. Uh, or they can send an email, an email at info at intuitiveschool.com. Oh, fantastic. So I can put those, uh, put that link in the show notes so people can access that. That'd be wonderful. All right. Anything that we didn't cover that you think is really important to say? Gosh, well, we covered life purpose, and hey, that to me, that's, that's everything, right? Exactly. <laughs> Relationships and timing, yeah. So I, I feel like we covered a lot of, of ground today. Yeah, I think so, too. I think this is a great overview for anybody who'd be interested in the things that you have to offer, which are really wonderful things, very comprehensive. So, Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.